Into sports. 20 yards out. Urs shoot. Don't oh, oh, what a goal for Fabinho! Wow! And get into the all-new OTB Sports app. I think when he apologises to me, I probably will say hello to him. Yeah, no. Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Fabregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what do we get a slap? Plus exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. The OTB Podcast Network. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Fake crowd noise. The Emirates never sounded so good. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie You're welcome back. Manchester United still leading AC Milan by a goal to nil. Uh, midway through the second half of their Europa League last 16 first leg at Old Trafford. Ahmed Diallo, the 18-year-old, uh, scoring just a couple of minutes after coming on at half time. It is half seven on a Thursday. John Giles is with us. Good evening, John. Evening, Nathan. Uh, talking to Manchester United, they have finally appointed uh, a director of football well a technical uh, director and a football director Darren Fletcher is in as technical director and John Murta has been promoted to the role of football director is this something that was badly needed at United? I don't know what it is Nathan I don't know what the job is or what the job entails for you know? Fletcher well I think it's a, a more of a long term approach to the squad and the development of the squad and to the purchase of players that they're not just reliant on the manager making the final decision well I don't agree with that I mean the manager has to make the final decision uh, because that's 90 well in my opinion 90% of the job Nathan Mm. you know all managers have have a vision in their head if that's the right word of what they want to do uh, on the pitch the team they want on the pitch and obviously the players are the main part of that, the players you get in, uh, to, uh, first of all, they have to have the, the, the power, in my opinion, to get the players out they don't want and get the players in they do want. And I found that in my, my short term in management, it's 90% of the job, Nathan. Yeah. Because everybody has a vision of what they want on the pitch. right? And the only way to fulfill that vision, if that's the right word, is to get the players in that you want. Now, if somebody else is getting the players in for you, it's no longer your vision. So I, I don't know what uh, roles these lads are going to play. You know, because you're talking about John Mort, I just have it written down here. He was head of football development, and he will now step up, the 47-year-old, from his job as head of football development, to fill a role the club have been considering for several years, and he now will be in charge of day-to-day football operations and report to United Chief Ed Woodward. Mm. Now, where does Solskjaer come into that, Nathan? Well, does it not allow Solskjaer more time to focus on coaching and being around the first team rather than the business side, which I'd imagine has become incredibly complicated trying to put together transfers, trying to push through deals, uh, work with agents, that actually him just being able to focus on the football and leaving the rest of it to somebody else? Yeah, well, okay. well, who's responsible for bringing the player in? Does he get the last say in it, Solskjaer? Possibly not. Well, then he's not manager. It's 90% of the job, Nathan, to get the players in that you want. Now, if that's handed over to somebody else, how did Manchester United exist in Fergie's time without a director of football in that? Well, he would have worked with David Gill. 
Yes, exactly. He worked with David Gill, and David Gill, in my opinion, did exactly what he wanted him to do. And his brother was his main scout. Mm. Right. So he was in charge of it all the way. If he said to Gill, through his, through his brother, this fellow's a really top-class player, what you want, David Gill would get it for him. Nothing has changed in that way, Nathan, except that uh, it, it changes in the club because... Uh, uh, the 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 uh, chief Ed, Edward yeah Edward Ward, yeah Edward Ward, sorry would would want to be in charge of it actually he's in charge of that now Solskjaer's not in charge of who's coming in and who's going out from the way I read it yeah so that's it's it's it, that's madness like, who's going to judge the player well Solskjaer doesn't see him Solskjaer doesn't pick him out he's reliant on people that uh, he, he hasn't employed. You, you read that there. He's responsible to Edward, the new lad. Yeah. He, he's... he doesn't say he's responsible to Solskjaer. Well, so whose judgment? If you're bringing the player in, whose judgment is it going to be to bring the player into Manchester United? Well, I imagine it'll be a group decision that yeah, they but, will... Yeah, but, Nathan, I'll have to inter- interfere, inter- interrupt you there. You can't have a, 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 a group decision on players or team selection, right? In my opinion, that's down to the manager. The players that you bring in are his responsibility and they're fulfilling the vision that he has for people on the field. Then it's up to him to say, yes, he is good. That's my best. You've got 18 players. That's my best team. That's the manager's responsibility. That's what you employ him for. Mm. When managers are employed by a football club, they're employed or should be employed for their expertise. Now, if you have other p- people picking the team and picking the players, it's no longer his be- expertise. It's Woodward's expertise or this new lad coming in. But is it just then a different type of job than it was even when Alex Ferguson was there? Because if you were to take an example, say, at Manchester United, where... Mm. Solskjaer doesn't get the final decision. Maybe mm. Solskjaer, say, this summer wants to sign a, a Deli Alley and spend eighty million to bring Deli Alley in, and yeah. then Solskjaer is fired in November, and the next manager decides, well, actually, Deli Alley isn't the player for me, but they've just spent eighty million on him. I want yeah, to get rid. That there's well, a huge well, okay, loss. Whereas okay, actually, okay, telling the new manager, well, who's going to make the decision on Deli Alley? Well. That the new manager coming in is told, well, Deli Ali is here no, and he's no, staying. No, We've no, made forget, a decision. No, forget, no, before the new manager comes in, in Solskjaer's case, if he's not allowed to pick the, the, the thing, then he is going to get the sack. He is going to get the sack. And what I'm saying is, in Ferguson's time, which is the most successful time they had, the, 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 what they had was Ferguson to be in charge of that. With, with, with Gil doing what he wanted to do, his brother being the scout, he brought in the players that he wanted to bring in. Mm. And if they failed, then it was his fault. But if you said to, to Solskjaer, OK, Solskjaer brings in Deli Ali, or is not allowed to bring in Deli Ali, and he brings in somebody else, he's going to get the sack anyway. But he, he, he believed in the club saying, well, I didn't pick that player. And when, when you because were... the manager can always be picked the wrong player. Yeah. I don't know Deli, but, but, so, but, but he's a better chance because he's employed for his expertise to pick the right player rather than somebody coming in as the scout, or, or Woodward. When, when you were making those sort of decisions as a manager, would you have spoken to other people? Would you have taken advice on it? Would you have ever involved other people in that final decision-making process? Well, well, 
I, I was only at West Brom as, as, at club level, mm. Nathan. And one of the reasons I left because I wasn't in charge of that. Right. Uh, and the first year I was there, we, did, we didn't have any money to buy anybody. Right. But but uh, but we were we were, look, we were looking for always looking for a striker. And the, the lad at Ipswich that played for England, and I can't think of his name at the moment. He went to he, no, he went to Ipswich. I can't think of his name. But anyway, I went to see him when he played for another club. Right. And uh, at the time, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's a good player. But but, but the director said, uh, what they used to say, well, yeah, Mariner, Paul Mariner, very yeah. good player. He went to Ipswich, right? And the first thing they, 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 used to, they said to me when we were going for promotion, we, we won't get promotion with this team, we need somebody up front. I said, yeah, we'll go for somebody. Well, we can't, we've no money. We got into the first division, and again, Paul Mariner's name was mentioned. And I said, well, there's no point in talking about Paul Martin or anybody else. We've got no money to get him. So that was at the board meeting. The next day, one of the directors came in to see me, and he said, um, I think we should go for Paul Mariner, you know. Yeah. I said, look, there's no point in talking about it. If we've no money, we've no money. And he said, well, I think we could raise the money for Paul Mariner. And I said, now, hang on a minute. And so what, what's happening here? I said, if I fancy the, 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 the player and you don't, we've no money. But if you fancy the player, we do have money. Yeah. So I was stymied in that way, as a lot of managers are. Now, times have changed now because you've got the director of football, right? A lot of clubs have a director of football. The director of football is responsible to the directors. He's not responsible to the manager, Nathan. So again, the manager's they, they, uh, hands are tied because the board will say, yes, we're buying, we're buying, Joe, buying Joe Bloggs. And, and Joe Bloggs doesn't turn out to be any good. It's the manager that gets the blame. That's why I'm going to the thing that you said earlier. If you leave it to the guys who is not the manager, the manager, the manager if he doesn't do well, is going to get the sack. Yeah. Right? Now, the manager can get his players in and still get the sack, but at least he can say, my own fault, I got, I got the players in and they were no good. Yeah, I think, uh, unfortunately, for, it's a, it's a for the manager, it is. I, I, I just don't know what this lad's thing, but what it does say in the paper is that he, he has, is now responsible to, to Woodward. He's yeah. not responsible to Solskjaer. So it, it's taken away, you see, it, it, like in my time of football, my experience was the directors never, ever wanted to give any manager the power to do what was needed to be done. Like Shankly, I think when he went to Liverpool, John Morris, Johnny Morris, he was sold, but he, but, but, but he built up his reputation there and was, was in charge. So was Don Reavy. I think when they get a certain amount of success, they get the power to be able to do it. Yeah. But m- most of them didn't, Nathan. That's the way it was. The directors wanted to be in charge of what was going on, and the bl- manager could take the blame. Yeah. Now well, there's more money. Now there's more money in the football, and what, what they've introduced now is a director of football. But the director's football is the director's or the owner's director football. He's not the manager's. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think probably one of the reasons why the name has been changed, that an awful lot of them now aren't the manager, they're the head coach. Yes. Well, that's fair enough. That, at least everybody knows that. Yeah. You know? But, but you'll find if the, if the team is not doing well and the head coach is not, not in charge of the players he gets in, he's going to get the sack. Yeah, but at least at least they're not kidding anybody that the manager is the manager, because even if, if say so, in, in any of the ones that get sacked, the managers, Nathan, to be honest, they can't say, "Well, I wasn't in charge of it, the situation," 
Because a lot of people would say, well, why did you take the job in the first place? But yeah. people are, some people are desperate for it. There's, 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 very, there's an awful lot of people out there who want to be managers with very few clubs, Nathan. So they take a chance on it. They say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. But if, if, in my opinion, if you don't have the, the power to do with the, your, 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 your um, staff, players coming in and players going out, um, it's very difficult to be successful. Manchester United playing at the moment. They're still 1-0 up against AC Milan. A couple of minutes left in the Europa League at Old Trafford. Uh, John Giles live with us. You can get your text in 53106. We need to take a quick break. Stay with us, John. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Fake crowd noise. The Emirates never sounded so good. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie AC Milan have equalised deep into injury time at Old Trafford. Manchester United won. AC Milan won the full-time whistle gone. The Danish defender Simon Carr with a close range. Heather Dean Henderson probably should have done a bit better so one all ahead of the second leg next week uh, already this week in Europe John we have seen both Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo go out of the Champions League first time in 16 years neither of them will appear yeah. in the quarterfinals and the next generation have arrived uh, in Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland who has now scored 20 Champions League goals as a 20 year old what have you made of Haaland so far? I think he's brilliant, uh, Nathan. I think uh, Manchester United with Adam one, one stage. Was mm. it, is he the same uh, agent as Pogba? Mino Raiola, yeah. Yeah, well, I think he. Fe- I think it was a time when they were having some disputes, uh, or he was, the, the scout was, with uh, with Manchester United, and uh, put this lad away from Manchester United. <laughs> he didn't encourage him to go to Manchester United. Yeah. But top, really, a yeah, top class, really, really top player, uh, Nathan. He does seem and, to be... And a, should get better, you know? Yeah. Well, th- th- that's the thing, that while Manchester United and any club probably would have been happy to sign him before mm. he went to Dortmund, he's at Dortmund this season, he's delivering in the Bundesliga, now the Champions League, he may go this summer, he may stay in another league, but when you look at him, would you expect wherever he goes, he is going to go on and be a superstar? Oh, definitely. Definitely, Nathan. Yeah, he's, he's one, you, if you were a manager now, you'd pay whatever price mm. that needed to be play, paid. What, what is it he's got? Well, he's pace, he's strong, he's good control. Uh, all of it, then. <laughs> all, all of the things that you need to be a top striker. He's, I think he's brave, uh, Nathan. And, uh, you know, he, he, yeah, there's nothing, nothing to stop him. I mean, he's scoring goals, he's scoring goals brilliantly now at the highest level. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how old is he, say? Nathan? 20. 20. Well, players don't, don't usually reach, the, reach their peak until they're about 27, 28. Mm. So, you know, he's a good bit to go. Uh, for a, as a long term uh, buy for any, any of the top clubs Nathan uh, You talk about bravery uh, there were question marks about Ronaldo's bravery for Juventus turning his back on the wall is that, uh, is that unforgivable? Uh, yeah but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put all the blame on him Nathan I mean anybody that's uh, seen, seen Ronaldo over the years uh, you wouldn't put him in a wall you know that's not his game uh, at all, yeah. Um, so you no, know, it, it's uh, it's. I mean, the, the big coach there is is, is Pirlo, the one of the great uh, one of the greatest players of all time, midfield players, Nathan. And actually, it's it's a bad sign actually for his coaching abilities to put Ronaldo in the wall. Right, it's a you know, you lack just, of organization. Yeah, you wouldn't do it. And I saw the picture. I only saw the picture of it. And he's not the only one jumping. There's, there's, there's one or two of the other players. Like in a wall, in my opinion, anyway, Nathan, playing football, you put you put the the bravest lads in the wall. 
Yeah. And what you tell them, you don't move. You know, you've got to take it on the head, you head it away, or whatever, you have to take it, right? That's what you have to do. And uh, you, you can't break up, you can't be... What you do now, which is okay at times, you, you, the, the, the four in the wall jump, Nathan. Yeah. But that's not the, that's the, to, you know, that's to stop it going over their heads, because most of the free kicks now are going over the wall's heads. So you, you jump in unison for that. You can practice that. And, and like something I said to you last week and about things in coaching, actually a couple of weeks ago, um, it was about, about Frank Lampard. Mm. It was a bad sign, something, they were a short corner kick that was allowed to happen. And in the wall last night, from Pirlo's point of view, if he's the coach, the first week you're in a club, you sort that out. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, so you're, you're not leaving it to chance that whoever... No. You, you practice that. See, there's certain things in football that you can do before you go on the pitch when mm. you're a coach. Right? And I, I think I said it to you a couple of weeks ago, that you know before you go out, there's, there's going to be corner kicks for you, corner kicks against. Free kicks at the edge of the box for you and against. Throw-ins, forward and against. Corner kicks, forward and against. Now, you can practice that during the week. You can practice that. You don't need the match because when the match starts, you don't know what's going to happen. You can't legislate for everything. But you can legislate for that, t- that type of thing, that free kick. Right? You have a wall. You practice that wall. You tell them what you want. You know the best guys in it. Right? You stay in the wall. and you don't, you, you, Unless you're, you're going to jump together, you stay where you are. And that's what the wall is for, to protect the ball going into the back of the net. So sometimes you have to take it in the head, take it on the chest, take it anywhere. But that's what you have to do. Yeah. So if you're putting Ronaldo in the wall, and he's never defended in his life, because that's, that's not what made him a great player, it's a bad sign on Pirlo, in my opinion, first of all, for the wall to be jumping, and second of all, for, for, for uh, Ronaldo to be in the wall. Yeah. It, sh- it just shouldn't happen, because free kicks are free kicks, and you're going to get them, and you're going for and against. And those are things you can practice. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm repeating myself now, but it's so important, because you hear the tactics, and two at the back, and yeah. three at the back, and the middle. Get when the you're a manager, right. you, 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 you get the basics right. Mm. And that's corner kicks, free kicks. You don't allow any short corner kicks against you. No quick free kicks. That's what you want to do, and, and catch the opposition asleep. But you never go asleep. And watching that yesterday, the picture of it, where they, they scored from it, uh, it's just unbelievable that this could happen in a, in a, in a club like uh, uh, with Ronaldo in the wall. Yeah. Uh, all our football coverage on Off the Balls with thanks to Paddy Power for information on responsible gambling. Visit gamblecare.ie. Uh, just briefly before we finish up, John, Liverpool got their victory uh, yes. last night. Uh, like it's, it's remarkable. We've spoken about it week on week, the collapse that they have gone through. They yeah. got Fabinho back into midfield last night alongside Thiago. Yeah. I know they've had ridiculous injury problems at the back. Should Jurgen Klopp have kept Fabinho in midfield and just gone with a couple of kids at the back? Would that have been a better solution for the past few weeks with the protection that Fabinho could give rather than moving well, him well, out of midfield and sort of having well, a double whammy? Well, everything is better in hindsight. Mm. I must say, now, when he was doing what he was doing, uh, for what it's worth, I totally agreed with him. Right. Totally agreed with him. Uh, and, uh, you know, they played well last night. I'd like to have a lot of good players. I think they need just one or two wins, like last night, to get back on again, Nathan. I think, yeah, and if they get a couple of the players back, which I think, I'm sure they will. Yeah. They, 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 you would get good odds on them now, winning the Champions League. 
Do you think and it's I a possibility? Think, because looking yeah. at them against Fulham on Sunday, they looked a shadow. Yeah. Everything that was good about them last yeah. season just seemed to be gone. Yeah, what was back last night? Mm. You know, that's, that's football, Nathan. You know, it goes quickly, it can come back quickly. They've had a really bad time with, with injuries. It's been an unusual situation never before in the history of football have we seen anything like it. Where you, you, players are injured, you're coming back after a three-week break and all the various things that's, that, that's upset Liverpool. And I think they've had more injuries than anybody else. But I think to be worth a little, uh, a few bob, bob or two on the Champions League. Uh, Thiago has been uh, suffering a lot of criticism since he arrived. Hasn't lived up to expectations. Uh, there have been comparisons with Juan Sebastian Varane at Manchester United. A quality player, but just wrong player, wrong club, wrong time. Is that the case, do you think, with Thiago? No. No, I, I think the, the, the situations are totally different, Nathan. I think when Veron went to Manchester United, uh, we hadn't had the virus situation. Uh, we hadn't, I don't think Manchester United had all the injuries that Liverpool have had this year. I think it was a totally different situation. Uh, I think, uh, you know, when he was brought into Manchester United, expect to do what everybody expected him to do, and he didn't succeed. But in Thiago's case... I mean, he didn't walk into the Liverpool team of last year. Mm. He's walked into a very, very difficult situation to get settled in. The club is in, 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 in turmoil, really, with the injuries they've had, uh, the virus situation, not having a rest. All those things Veron didn't have to walk into or play into at that particular time. I think Thiago is a good player, and I think he will prove to be a good player for Liverpool, especially when they get all their players back. John, great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. John Giles is there with us every Thursday on Off The Ball. If you miss any of that, just subscribe to the podcast or the Football Show podcast on the OTB Sports app. So Manchester United conceding an injury time, a one-all draw against AC Milan. Also a one-all draw for Rangers away at Slavia Prague. We're going to be talking to Peter Crouch next. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Fake crowd noise. The Emirates never sounded so good. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie The OTB Podcast Network.